This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing a fellow friend and coach named Maria. She is a 2-5 emotional manifesting generator, and I'm really excited to have her on the channel because we connected through, you know, the Instagram community and just, you know, me seeing that she had gone through the same certification program and was a support coach in SSCC with Eden. And I really love the work that she's doing, so I invited her on to dive into human design, talk about how she got into it, and then just share some of the products and the projects that she's creating. So Maria, welcome to the channel. Super excited to have you here. Would love if you could dive in a little bit more and share about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that introduction. I am stoked to be here. A little bit more about me. So my name is Maria Henning, as Kayla just said. I am originally from Venezuela, and I moved to Texas when I was young and have since moved to a lot of places, but have found myself back in Texas (laughs) for the time being, although I'll be leaving very soon. And yeah, I've been in the human design world for a couple of years now. um, And it was kind of like what feels like the the next level in my personal development journey, which is now kind of over a decade long. And yeah, I've been creating some different things than the the human design community typically creates. So I don't uh, necessarily do any coaching. I don't really teach human design. I have created instead what is now turning into a massive app, essentially, like a big software product that we'll probably talk a little bit about in this uh, uh, interview. And I actually took all of my systems for doing readings and I've turned that into a course where I teach people how to set up uh, successful and repeatable reading businesses. So do a little bit of a different thing here in the human design space, but yeah, two, five mini gen and fun fact, I only have 15 gates in my chart. So I have tons of duplicate gates. Uh, and so that's a little fun thing that I don't think a lot of people have. So a little extra <laughs> surprise fact to introduce myself. But yes. Happy to be here. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. And I, you know what? I love it because every time I connect with someone and I do a podcast interview, like literally every single person has their own way of sharing and interpreting human design and gene keys. And I think that's so unique because for example, like I've done a lot of coaching certifications, like I've done NLP hypnosis, all of that. And it's very initially, it's very script based. So it's funny because when I first got into human design, I was like, oh, I need to know all the things and then do readings in a very specific way because that's where the information comes from that's what raw taught but I'm just really I'm so grateful for this like fluidity that people are bringing in like what you're creating and helping people with readings and you know just I think it's so cool that's my long-winded thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I, I, I enjoy that you're saying that too because I think that we as a human design community, we're kind of maturing a little bit and we're moving closer to maybe what the astrology community has been like for a while because astrology is a very old system and like master astrologers are people who have studied all the different kinds of astrology because there are many and they have all the different interpretations, but it's because they know the foundation first and then they like go further. And I think that 
we in the human design community are now getting a little bit closer to that. So we did, you know, raw traditional for, you know, like a good two decades. And then we have like some new paradigm people now. And now we're finally using other systems of astrology to look at human design, which is like we're catching up to, <laughs> to that. But we are a very young community compared to the astrologers. And so I think that you're speaking to that important point of like we are kind of evolving as a community in our interpretations of, of what the system is. So it's definitely yeah. an exciting time to be part of the human design community for sure. Oh my gosh, yes. So how did, I always love asking this question to people, how did you discover human design? And then what was that journey like for you? Yeah, for sure. I, funnily enough, discovered it on a, or heard it for the first time on a podcast, but it's not because the podcast was about human design. It's because the hostess was um, like when she interviewed people, she would ask them what was their human design. And so it was like, I'm a projector. And I'm like, what is that? Um, and then the next time that I actually heard about human design and understood what it was, was listening to Lacey Phillips podcast, the expanded podcast, uh, where Jenna Zoe, which was her human design person for a while was talking about like, that was her Lacey Phillips first podcast episode was Jenna Zoe talking about human design. So doing all of Lacey's work is how I discovered it. And I pulled my chart for the first time in a Lazy Phillips workshop where you pull it up to see whether you're a specific or a non-specific manifester, which is a Jenna Zoe, uh, you know, interpretation. And that was the first time that I saw this chart that we're sharing on the screen here. And I was like, what the heck is this? Uh, and it didn't take me, and that was um, back in 2019, uh, like, like summer of 2019. So almost three years ago at this point. And it didn't take, it took me a couple more months of like, coming back to it and kind of like, what is this? And listening to more podcasts about it until I like really fully dove into studying it in January of 2020. Um, And then I went like full in and Eden certification in her first round, which was September of 2020. So I like kind of self-studied and got a bunch of readings um, those first like nine months of like studying work. And then, yeah. And then I haven't put it down since. (laughs) So lots of, uh, lots of learning that has been done these past couple of years on the system. Oh, yeah. I just remember that it was funny because it was around this. It was summer 2019 when I first heard about human design and a friend of mine had just like casually mentioned in her stories that she was a projector. And then she's like, oh, this is how you find a human design chart. And then I looked it up and I saw my chart and I was like, I don't understand what the hell I'm looking at because it's so much information. It was like numbers and arrows and all these like chakra looking things. Like that was obviously what I was thinking back then. So I find it, I always love asking how people get into it. And it's funny because it sounds like you're probably one of the first people that I've met that's been like, oh, I saw it. And then you still kind of stuck with it and you started to peel back the layers and be curious. But I was one of those people that saw it and was like, cool, I'm going to put this right back where I found it and walk away until it kept showing up, right? Yeah. No, well, 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 I had a similar, I, I stuck with it because it kept showing up too. So I actually had a similar experience because I, the only reason that I ever needed to look up my chart was to do this workshop to figure out what kind of manifester I was so I could like manifest more stuff, <laughs> you know, better, which is Lacey Phillips work, which I, I've kept coming back to that work as well. I think that she's a genius. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, th- and actually the reason that I found Eden in the first place anyways, is because my coaching business was specifically teaching women how to connect with their intuition and trust themselves and take action on their intuition. And Eden's handle was intuition lifestyle. And so I just followed anybody that needed, that did anything with intuition. And then I saw that Eden was a human design person and it was intuition related. And I was like, great, this is exactly what I want. So that's when, uh, that's how I knew also that she was like the person to go study with. But yeah, I mean, I kept seeing it in podcasts and then like once I started getting on Instagram and all that stuff it just kept coming up and and then yeah that's how I ended up 
<laughs> here. That's awesome. I'd love to actually, let's dive into this a little bit because I was sharing with, you know, my audience fairly recently about manifestation style and I'm a mm. non-specific active manifester. My cognition is feeling. So I, and I noticed you have the same mm. cognition and yes. we have a little bit of uh a little bit of a swap in our manifestation style. So I'm just curious, once you started to apply your manifestation style, and if you can share that with the listeners, and then just talk about how that shifted for you, because I noticed there's, there's a lot of like mainstream manifestation techniques and things that are, you know, online. And I even talked about because my throat center is completely open. A lot of the times you see people talking about affirmations as well. And I've learned a trick that if you leverage the defined gates in the throat center for your affirmations, that can be like really potent. So even just like, we'll just kind of dive into this conversation about manifestation with human design. And yeah. I would just love to hear your insight. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely fall into the, like, I'll talk about the human design piece in a second, but as a person who follows manifestation, I am like a Lacey Phillips follower. So what does that mean? It's not about the affirmations and like all of the external stuff. Lacey Phillips work is like, she basically has three things. It's like, you need to unblock, which is just reprogramming limiting beliefs. So getting into a subconscious state, figuring out what the limiting belief is, reprogramming it. I have found a ton of benefit doing that. Her next step is like expansion. So you need to go see somebody. I actually have a post about expanders coming out today. So I just wrote up this, this definition, but it's like, it's an expander, somebody that has, does, or embodies the thing that you want and their story feels believable to you. And the, what expansion is, is you see that person and you're like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it too, which is the big expansion. Now it's possible for you. Now your subconscious brain believes that it's possible for you to actually do it. And therefore it won't sabotage every attempt that you do to, to have the thing that you want. And then our third step is like passing tests, which is just taking action and like not settling for like low self-worth things. So I fall into that style of manifestation where I'm like, okay, if limiting belief comes up, I know what to do with it. If I feel like it's not possible for me to do something, I need to go expand around it. And then if I'm not taking any action and passing tests and like kind of, you know, yeah, taking actions, essentially, it's not going to come my way. So I'm definitely more, and, and her whole thing is all of that is neuroscience specifically. All of it is neuroscience based. So I love the spiritual and I first start with this neuroscience part of it when it comes to like manifestation. And then I embellish with spirituality on top, but I just love her, you know, science-based like foundation. And I'm a scientist and spiritual person at the same time. So I like love both of them. Um, so that's where my foundation is. I kind of just start with, with Lacey Phillips work. And then on top of that is when I embellish with like the human design stuff. So here's where I'll talk about my manifestation style. So uh, my bottom right arrow, which is view points to the right. So that means I'm a non-specific manifester. And so I don't necessarily benefit like you from writing very specifically what it is that I want <laughs> you know, like I need like South facing windows and like, you know, mahogany floors. Like I don't, doesn't need to be that specific, but then my environment which is where you and I swap is actually also pointing to the right. Cause I'm a quad right environment or a quad right uh, variable. Uh, and so instead of being an active manifester, I'm a passive manifester. And this is a, an Eden Carpenter interpretation. Um, and from like, like her interpretation of that is you don't need to actively be connecting with your manifestations every single day. So I don't necessarily need to have like a manifestation practice every single day. I took that a little bit further from another thing that I learned about environments, which is that right-facing environment people are relaxed when they are in their correct environment versus left-facing environment people are energized when they are in their correct environment. And so what I realized is that I need to actually feel very relaxed when I receive my manifestations. It's not only like I need to be relaxed to receive them, but in me receiving them, I will feel relaxed. Like I will feel calm. And so from that, 
I really dove into like nervous system relaxation or like nervous system regulation work, not relaxation, nervous system regulation work. So I do a lot of work to like, and because I'm, I'm also just very high strung sometimes and very like, you know, just active. I have a lot of energy for, not four motor centers, three motor centers, manifesting generator. Like I have a lot of stuff happening here. So I do a lot of work to relax and kind of be chill so I can receive. And so I can both, yeah, receive the manifestation. And also after I receive it, I'll be more relaxed. So that's kind of how I approach it with the feeling cognition as well. I do benefit a lot from specifically Amanda Francis's work of like, ranting about the thing that you want so that you can feel the feelings of having it and that's I I never got how to use my feeling cognition like because before I was always like just visualize it or whatever but the talking so using my throat center and my throat center is in the now so the only gate that I have in my throat is gate 20 so talking about it in the now and then getting myself to feel the feelings is like my manifestation practice that's how I do like an overall manifestation practice I could say more about that but I'll I'll leave it here for now (laughs) that's so cool I love everything that you just said and I'll be honest that Lacey Phillips I've never heard of her so she's new to me which it sounds like she's played like a really big role in your personal growth and development, which is so awesome. And I really love what you said, like listening to you because of the environment being the opposite where I'm left and you're right, where you said how, you know, you're the manifestation process, the environment, the receiving, you're going to be in a relaxed state where I can definitely say when I've manifested something that I wanted, I get fired the fuck up. (laughs) I think it could be a sacral, (laughs) it could be a sacral thing too, but you also have your sacral defined. So it's like, you know, it's, that's the thing, right? This is what I love about human design is like, just because me and Maria have our circle defined doesn't mean we're going to be fired up about our manifestations. Like it's going to be a very unique experience. And I love how I was really inspired by, because I also follow Amanda Francis. I've done her money mentality makeover program a couple of years ago. And the energetic side, the energetic work that she does around really getting into the feelings and just like, being so driven about like, this is who I am. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm doing. This just, it is how it is. I find that that really does help because it is about the feelings. It is about getting into the feelings. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny that you're mentioning that because I'm literally about to sign up to that course today because it's on pre-sale and I've been waiting for it to open up for like months because I only really discovered her about a year ago. So I've been like, just kind of following her for a while. And it just finally opened up. And I'm like, yes, bitch, let's go. So it's hilarious. It's like another sign that it's like, correct for me to sign up that you're talking about it. So I love it. (laughs) Totally. It's funny, because a couple years ago, when I I told myself, I was like, Kayla, you're gonna sign up in the fall, I think I signed up in the fall of 2020. And uh, I had like, told myself, if this happens, then I'm gonna do this. And then the thing happened, I can't remember what it was. But I remember being like, I have to sign up for this now. (laughs) Like I told myself I would sign up for this now. And it's, it's an awesome program. Like it's so it's so good. And I think that it's so cool how once you like what I'm really getting from this conversation so far is like once you start to dive into your unique in, like integrations and energetic imprints, you can take what you need literally from your environment and then create how you're going to manifest. Like this literally just goes to show that no one size fits all, right? It's so true. I mean, this, yeah, a hundred percent. Like there, you, you know, looking at our charts, maybe you could see like some similarities, like we have some similar gates, like, like you were saying, and like, we have, you know, the stakeholder defined and all of that. And then you'd actually dive into it. And it's like, no, like, because of, because of the subtle nuances, like we would act in like very specifically different ways. And like, that's correct for us. So yeah, I mean, I just, I just love the system and the endless permission and guidance that it gives you. Totally. So I would love if we, let's talk a little bit about, and this is something that I love chatting about is the conscious sun and earth. 
and how this really also from a Gene Keys perspective how like the brand and your life's work really shows up and how you know we show up in our business and just in our life so I would love if you could share a little bit about how you embody that just so that the listeners can like get an idea of you know it's this is such a unique way to brand yourself and to share about you know your business you know your voice and everything yeah I'd be more than happy to. So I have kind of an interesting scenario where my gate uh, 54 conscious son or life's work, I have it five times in my chart. <laughs> so it's a really, really powerful uh, essence for me, I guess. And I feel I feel it strongly every single day. Like I feel the energy of 54 every single day. So let me explain what it is. So my conscious son is 54.2. Uh, in the gene keys, that would mean that my life's work is uh, you know, transforming the shadow of greed into the gift of aspiration, and then finally surrendering to the city of uh, ascension. So 54 goes from greed to aspiration to ascension. My evolution is 53.2, which is the pairing partner. 53 is a gate of beginnings in human design. Uh, The gene keys is a shadow of immaturity, the gift of expansion, and the city of superabundance. And so, uh, and as a line two there, my life's work is like, about the dancer and kind of like getting lost, uh, you know, in, I always want to say lost in the sauce. That is not like probably the correct expression. I, as a like, you know, person not born here, I don't, I don't even get the American expressions. I don't even get the Venezuelan expression. So I always say like the wrong expressions, but anyways, so we wait. get lost in the dance of life. <laughs> oh my What's gosh. Up? So wait, but like lost in the sauce, is that a thing? Is this said somewhere? I, because I've never heard this and I actually is. really like it. <laughs> I think it is. And I think it has like a sexual connotation. So I don't think that I'm saying it right. Oh my but God. Okay. Whatever. I still it's like, love you it's... for it. That was so good. <laughs> but that's always the word that wants, maybe I should just say it because that's what, even though I mean, I'm not, maybe sauce. I'm not using like it correctly. Yeah. Designed, it's fine. Like that's it's what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like you're here to get lost in your passions as a dancer. And what's funny is that I danced for literally 18 years and I like perform professionally and things like that. So it's just very funny to, to have seen that my life's work as this dancer who is like, you can't be so aware of yourself because you're on stage. And so if you're so aware of yourself, like you're not going to actually get lost in the performance of it and your passion of it. So definitely the keynote of like self and awareness and needing reflection has been like a very strong one that I've uh, needed a lot in my life. And then uh, the 53.2 evolution, the line two evolution is about passion and relationships. So again, needing those people, needing, needing that reflection. So in terms of my brand, so brand 54.2, uh, it's this, again, keynote of passion, the line two keynote for a brand is passion. And then the gift is aspiration. So let's talk about aspiration. What does aspiration mean? So 54 is a Capricorn gate. And if you know anything about Capricorn, like the mythology of it. It's the sea goat who literally goes from the bottom of the sea and climbs up to the top of the mountain. And it's a Saturn ruled sign. And so Saturn is like this like disciplinary figure that's like, you got to work hard and like be in alignment with your laws and values, which in human design is uh, Jupiter and Venus. Um, You need to be in alignment with your laws and values. And like, that's how you're going to like do the thing that you do. So Capricorn energy is just a very, it's like hardworking, grounded, it's earth, it's cardinal earth. So it's like leader, Uh, it's winter energy. Um, And so it's just this very kind of like serious, organized, uh, career focused, um, you know, legacy focused kind of um, astrological sign. So I like to start there because this is what we're talking about. Talking about gate 54, it's Capricorn. 54 then ascension, right? We can see that power path of like the seagoat like wants to ascend right and it aspires to ascend that's how we get to ascension in the first place we need to have a bigger aspiration because the shadow here is greed you just want money you just want this capricorn you know money hungry i always say that there's like 
an evil business tycoon that lives inside of me and like he needs like to be taken care of so that he like can ascend above his greed <laughs> um i need to give him a name i think it would be fun to give him a name but i always just see this like little tiny businessman just like kind of sitting here and, and being like bitch make more money and i'm like calm down i'm trying <laughs> oh my god this is so good <laughs> it's very funny um I, I recommend naming your personalities um and you're like, you know, slightly shadow selves. Um, but yeah, so little, there's a little tiny business tycoon inside of me. And he really, you know, in the shadow of greed, it's just, it's just pure greed. I love the way that Richard Rudd, uh, he used someone else's poem to describe the shadow of greed. Uh, and it's just, he, it's this poem that just talks about pigeons being these like disgusting bullies on the street that just like fight each other for crumbs. And that's how Richard Rudd described greed, which is hilarious because Ascension is like, the most like spiritual and like ascended master like kind of energy and so I think the 54 has a very big swing you know when it comes to like the shadows um so yeah and and the pairing partner there is immaturity like if you are just greedy for just physical things you're immature because you're not seeing you're not able to see beyond the picture and once you can expand beyond that which is a gift of 53 then you can aspire to more then you can aspire to not just material things you can aspire to uh, spiritual things as well. But the thing with the 54 is you can't just ignore the material. You have to master the material plane before you can like reach the spiritual plane. So how do I do that? And, and then the keynote here is, is, is passion. <laughs> so how do I share my aspiration with passion? So this is where I think that you can, if you look at my business, you can see this everywhere in my business where I have a very strong uh, line five practical material focus, um, which is where I'm like, yo, you want to build a business? You got to show up on Instagram every day. Like no amount of like manifestation and like, you know, affirmations are going to grow your following. Like if you don't post, like you need to post. So there's this very physical grounded earth. Like I'm in the material world. Like we live in the 3d right now. Like you need to post on Instagram. You need to sell to make money. Like this is just a fucking, I don't know how else to tell you, you know, that's a very <laughs> line five practical kind of energy. And then there's this kind of deeply playful yet spiritual and passionate like side of me where I'm not just talking about the material. Like I'm telling you how to do this with a soul aligned business using human design. It's not just about making money. It's about doing actually having an impact as well. Um, impact line five, all of that is like my line five on the other side. So I do, I do feel a lot of line five uh, in my life as well. And so, you know, my readings on repeat course, I teach you all the practical elements of like having a, a business that works. Like I show you how to set up a sales page and all of that good stuff. I love that. But then we're talking about it being, you're only going to do this if you're fun. You're only going to do this if you're passionate about it. And this is like a spiritual like practice as well. Same thing with my program, uh, the compendium, the cosmic compendium. It's a digital wiki journal, like database hybrid. Like I have a degree in science uh, and I've published papers. I love data. And so I put it all in the practical. I was like, we need to map human design jinkies and astrology in a spreadsheet like nobody's doing this why is nobody doing this like oh my and I can't filter any of these spreadsheets why is nobody doing this um but what is the topic that I'm doing this on a fucking very spiritual topic which is like human design and jinkies and astrology and I'm very passionate about it and I have a lot of fun doing it so all together it's kind of this blend of very grounded physical material with very playful energy that is always very spiritually minded and impact minded so that together is how I brand myself. And I think that it actually comes through very well because I've received a lot of, again, line two, I can't really see myself. So I've seen a lot of reflection of that. So that's how I know that it's actually uh, coming through. <laughs> so yeah, that is how I use my brand. 
I love it. Honestly, the way that you just explained that was so good. And I think anyone listening to this, like if you go and look at your conscious sun and earth, you may, there's like, you know, a chance that you might have the same gates slash gene keys as Maria, but even if you don't, you can see how she takes the shadows. She integrates that into the gift in the city and like shows up in her business that way. And I can even hear, obviously the way that you're sharing that gate 20, like in the now, like this is, this is what's going on. Like that, like very potent voice of like, this is what's going to happen. This is what needs to be done. Like that leadership. So I can totally hear that in your sharing. So yeah, that's so cool. Actually, you know what? We can totally talk about this because it's relatable. The Mercury gate you have the same as 54. I also, my 36 as my conscious sign is also my Mercury gate. And they say that that is where you communicate and like vocalize. So I'm curious how that shows up in your business. Cause I feel like, I feel like it's like extra easy. Cause I'm like, Oh, Kayla, you know, compassion and peace is going to be your highest expression and turbulence and conflict is going to be when you're in the shadows. Like that just comes so easily. So I would love for you to dive into that for yourself. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely will. Um, yeah, Mercury conjunct your sun is a, is a cool placement for sure. So 54 and how I share it, like, you know, and how I kind of verbalize things. There's a couple different ways. And one of them is like becoming very strong recently. So I'll share that uh, in a second. But the way that I have mostly, and this is like not even just in business, it's just the way that I've like mostly spoken in my life is I'm just always so excited to talk about people's aspirations. Literally. I'm always like, what do you want? Like, what's like the thing that you want? And like, how are we going to get there? And like, I am very much a amplifier of people's desires, which makes sense. I also have an undefined ego center here. So that literally makes sense in terms of how like my human design energy works. But like what I want to talk mostly about is growth. And that's what 54 is. It's literally the gate of ambition. And it's like, the, the, you know, the hexagram key here is the marrying maiden, like literally the peasant concubine who sleeps her way up to becoming empress. And so social climbs her way to the top. And it's like, yeah, like I could see that there's a part of me like that, that wants to be noticed <laughs> by like people higher in the ladder, but to improve the tribe standing, right? That's 54 tribal gate energy, tribal circuitry energy. Um, uh, and so, but, but, you know, going back to it, it's like, I'm just always very excited about your growth. And like, what are you, what are you doing? And like, what are you excited about? And so it just translates very well to business <laughs> because I obviously, the products that I uh, like, you know, that, that I create are to help you grow. Like, it's just a very, every, that's what everybody's business is, but I just have a very aligned way of talking about that with having that 54. It's just like very potent. And then the, the latest way that I've been using this a lot so I've been really, and I think that's, this is, this is not, 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 I think I know that this is the theme of my, of my 2022 and possibly for maybe longer is this theme of mastery. So the uh, city of gate 54 is ascension, ascended master, right? And it's, why is it the ascended master? Uh, it's because you've toiled and worked so hard at a skill that you have now mastered it, right? If we look at the gene key 54, it's in the codon ring of seeking. And so codon rings are like these groupings of gene keys. And there's six code on ring, or there's six gene keys in the code on ring of seeking. And each of the gene keys has a separate path to, to seeking the higher thing, to seeking ascent, to seeking ascension and enlightenment, essentially. And there's some that are like the path of like Zen, and some of them are like the path of like loving kindness. And 53 and 54 is the path of hard work and toil and effort and daily effort and the daily grind and all of that stuff, which is like, okay, yeah, hilarious. Like I have like the, the path of like hard work, but it's it's, it's very true. 
And I also have gate 38, which I see that you have as well, which is this gift of like perseverance. And so it goes really well together. And so to kind of finalize this, uh, the, the word master and mastery is something that I really have shared a lot recently. And I'm going to be creating like more programs around recently, uh, or more programs coming soon. And this idea of like, self-mastery and becoming a master at what you do and like having a master and how powerful that is as well like having somebody that embody like having an expander essentially but that is also your teacher um I have had the privilege of having two masters in my life uh one was my yoga teacher who I trained under for 10 years and another one was my dance teacher who I trained under for like fucking 18 years so a long ass time um and I feel like Eden has been like a bit of a master I've had like little masters here and there but something about like having a master for a very long time and getting becoming like having a relationship with that person and really like it just it's a very powerful container for growth so I've been talking a lot about mastery recently and the word mastery and and how to master skills so yeah that's how I share it uh, at the moment that's so cool I love this so much because this is literally when people get you know you start to explore we're talking about the main the main planets right now the conscious sun and earth looking at mercury because that's really used to marketing like I definitely see that even for myself. Like one thing I've really pivoted into, like I have the gate of crisis and the gate of conflict. Like it sounds really depressing. You know what I mean? Like as my conscious son and earth. But what I've realized <laughs> is that the shadows that we get from our definition is what creates our resilience. And it's how we're actually going to help others. And I think that people like, especially I think before human design, it was very much yeah. like, oh my God, I have these shadows. I need to get rid of them. But like, you don't do that in the gene keys or human design, like you integrate them, which is so freaking profound, right? And so I really yeah. owned my own struggle through growing my business in a good way of like, I'm very open about the turbulence and conflict and like having major compassion and like my messaging that I share with people is like, hey, like how can you really have this radical self-acceptance and really just acknowledge that your journey is valid the way that it is, like that extreme level of compassion and being at peace with where you're at. And it's so interesting because I do notice when I speak in that language and I bring it into my content, podcast episodes and so on, that lands for people, right? So I just yes. love that we can like literally take our human design, look at our specific planets and what they represent and just like feed that into what we're creating. Literally. And, the, and the, you know, and the gene key is like the shadow is always where the gift is, you know what I mean? And so it's always a gift to look and see like what's what when the shadow's coming up for you. This is also why I love Lacey Phillips work too. She's the same way. It's like, dude, when you're getting triggered, it's because like something's coming and you need to like look through it and see what's happening. Uh, it's never like a bad thing. And so, yeah, I, I, I love the different perspective on it. And like, there's no demonization of anything within you. It's like, all of it has a purpose, like all of it's serving, all of it's happening for you. One of, my, one of the programs I did this year was like, both breaking apart the cliche and also seeing how fucking profound it is and like why it's become a cliche like all the cliches consistency is key da, 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 da. they're profound there's profound knowledge in those if you actually like break it apart but in this case like that everything is happening for you is so true if you look at how the shadows operate in in actually both human design and the gene keys not just the gene keys totally totally oh my gosh can we talk about your undefined g center because i yeah. feel like this is like I obviously have mine defined and it's quite activated. I've got like five years yes. in there. And uh, I feel like as a, like as a business owner, you can see like the traditional coaching is like, oh, you need a brand and you know, you need to do this and that and whatever. But I love it when I can usually, I mean, sometimes tell when somebody has an undefined G because it's like, 
they will not necessarily have it as a personal brand. And I've seen that shift. Eden has definitely shifted a couple of times and she's so transparent about it. Yeah. But I would just love to hear your experience because you mentioned the word consistency and it's like, that is something that I feel like is being celebrated more in the entrepreneurial space of like, quote, being, I don't want to say inconsistent. I never like the word inconsistent with undefined centers. I say fluid. That's my word. Because I have yeah. a lot of fluidity mm-hmm. in my chart. Or you could say, Kayla, you have a lot of yeah. inconsistence, right? So I would just love mm. to hear what your experience has been like to play with having, you know, such an undefined G. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd be happy to share. So I, it's interesting because I actually created my brand as a personal brand or as, you know, with my handle being my name because I knew that I would pivot, actually. And creating a like not only because I had an undefined G or have an undefined G, but because I'm a manifesting generator with the 3420 channel twice. So it was like, I knew that I was going to pivot. And if I was going to put any time and effort into growing a following, the following needed to be me. If I had trust and go, I think that that would have not felt aligned. You know what I mean? And so that's one of the ways that I like knew to work with my energy, even before knowing about like having an undefined G center and whatnot. So here's how I use undefined G and like where it it shows up in my life. I think that this is one of the centers that I've deconditioned the most, to be honest, because I think that I really struggled with like, who am I? And like, what's my purpose for a very long time? I mean, I've literally been reading like philosophy books since like 14, because I like needed to know who I was and like what the purpose of life was and all that good stuff. And I went through a lot of, um, really great personal training seminars where I was able to create these kinds of statements. Like I am the possibility of love or like I'm a fun, powerful, committed leader. And like that felt really like true for me at the time and like still feels true. Um, But, you know, it would feel true for a time. And then I'd be like, but I don't feel like that today. You know what I mean? So then I would kind of flow. And now what it feels like to have kind of an deconditioned, you know, defined G center or undefined G center is like, I can be all the different things at once. And even having all of the, you know, Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and human design and astrology and whatever, none of that, even if you put that all together, none of that could ever encapsulate like the magic that is a human being. You know what I mean? Like none of it could ever encapsulate who I am. Three words that I'm saying, I'm the possibility of love that would, or that's four words that would never encapsulate like who I actually am. You know what I mean? And so it's just, it's just fun. It's playful. I use fun and play a lot in my chart because of my line two and my innocence motivation. It's just everything has to be fun. And so me having this fluid, like you said, identity and like fluid path is very fun. Like I just, just fun. Like, who am I going to be today? (laughs) You know, the struggles are when I'm thinking of like, how do I design my apartment? I'm like, fuck, it could be like dark academia or like, you know, boho, whatever. Like that's a fucking struggle. And like knowing where to live is a fucking struggle for sure. I actually like went into my astro cartography because I was like, I don't know where to live. Like I, where do, cause I'm moving soon. So I was like, it took me months to decide where, where to move to. Um, and I ended up using my astro cartography to like get back into that and also using uh, a nervous system regulation to, to pick out my next move. Um, and so essentially what it looks like, you know, to kind of be very, again, this is really quick. This is how my line five mercury works whenever i'm finished talking about something i wrap it up in a bow as much as i can so here's how i'm going to wrap this up in a bow my handle is my name because you need to follow me because i'm going to pivot and how i let myself shift my identity in my business is that i rebrand as much as i fucking want and i've had pink and green i've had just black and white now i have black and white and rainbow gradients and it used to be 
very simple stuff. And I bought a bunch of other graphics that are really cool and these like paint splatters and whatever. And I just fucking reband as much as I fucking want. And like, that's how I do it. <laughs> and so that's my line five mercury, just like we're wrapping it up in a bow. Here's how we do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I use my undefined G. I, I'm so happy that you shared this because I feel like I, I have people in my life, obviously that have an undefined G and me having it defined with so much definition and having that consistency within me, I can really see when people are struggling and they're being so influenced by their environment or they're having like literally an identity crisis. Like I'm speaking this thinking about my partner because he has an undefined yeah. G and I just like, I just love that you literally, I can see your motivation of innocence. Like, Hey, we're going to have fun with this. Like I'm going to do whatever I want. And you're just fully embodying being a manifesting generator as well. Like pivoting, like being yes. a nanny gen and also having an undefined G is like a playground. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I can see it. I can see it with yeah. you. And I see it with Eden of like literally just rebranding, throwing in a new this, new that, like whatever, like you just go with it. I think that's a huge permission slip because that's something in society where it's like, who are you? Where are you yeah. going? Right. How are you allow how are you lovable? You know what I mean? Like you have to know these things. Like, and I say this in like aggressive air quotes, you know? Yeah, right. I the biggest like thing that I always go back to and I say all the time to like my students and friends, I'm just like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, seriously, like why'd you start a business in the first place? You could be like trapped by your brand three months ago when you didn't know that creative market existed. Like, no, like fucking rebrand. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? So it's always this very playful aggressive kind of like do whatever you want like kind of vibe is how I is how I yeah play with it so yeah thanks for that reflection (laughs) oh my god totally and you know what the other center I would love to chat about is having the undefined ego center because mine's completely open and I just this is another I mean all the centers have their own ways of really being conditioned but I think that having an undefined or open heart in the business entrepreneurial space is huge especially in the coaching industry where things aren't regulated it's like oh my god this person's charging this much and blah 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 so I would love to hear your insight on that and I know you've got that 51 hanging gate as well which is a shocker and I love that so let's dive into it and that's my purpose, actually. So 51 is my purpose key. And it's a 51.5. So it's a really fun one. And that was actually Ra's conscious sun was 51.5. Uh, so I feel a little bit of a kinship with Ra sometimes with that, with that, uh, with that gate and line. Um, so yeah, what's interesting. So, so really quick going back to my, I do have an undefined G, but I have one gate, which is gate one self-expression. So I use it self-expression is my main thing. And I do have two gates reaching to it, which is 51 and 14. So in the undefined ego, I do have 51, but I also have 44 reaching to it. And I have 44 twice. And that's my vocation and Pearl. So how this has looked in the past, the shadow of it has definitely been uh, that lack of worthiness for sure felt very seen with that. Like I have to, I have to undercharge to prove that I know something to prove my worth, right? Uh, 26 being uh, a mental conditioner. So what a mental conditioner is, is a gate and an, an undefined gate and an undefined center with another gate reaching to it. So 44 is reaching to 26. 26 is undefined. Ego center is undefined. Mental conditioner. I definitely struggle with sales. Like, how do I sell something? Like, and then being kind of like, like, like hating that other people told me to be sneaky about it, which is that gate 26 energy kind of being a little sneaky and manipulative and telling lies. But what it, and, and then with the 51, the, the struggle with that has been, uh, I just, if I can just 
shock people with this launch or whatever, then they'll buy, you know? So what, what I've now moved away from that and using it in a different way is with 26 being open is I can sell in an unlimited number of ways. That's how I've deconditioned that gate is like, I can sell in all the different ways. I can sell using a live. I can sell using graphics. I can sell on stories. I can sell using emails and no launches ever look the same, you know, twice. Like it's always been different. Um, and it's like, you know, yeah, I've just done it a bunch of different ways. Uh, with the 51, again, before it was like, I'm going to throw in like $4,000 worth of bonuses. And like, that's how I'm going to make a bunch of sales. And I totally did. And now I'm like, oh my God, I have all these bonuses I need to like, you know, deliver on. So that it's, it's, it's kind of burned me in the past. The other thing that I used to do with 51 is I wouldn't tell anybody what I was launching. I wouldn't inform, which is not good as a many gen. Um, and in general, this is for anybody too. Like, it's just helpful to inform your audience about what you're about to launch if you want them to buy your stuff. <laughs> and so I just kind of be like, something's dropping tomorrow. And people are like, what's dropping? And I'd be like, here's a thousand dollar course. They're like, I wasn't ready for this. And so I've now moved more into informing. I'm like, Hey, this is opening up soon. Like I actually have like a pre-launch phase now in, in my, in my business. Um, and we plan for that now, me and my social media manager, uh, and what the 51 looks like is, and again, it's a 51.5. So that line five heretic loud mouth and the say shit you don't want to hear. It's a 51 in the five. And not only is it like, all about voice. It's also my purpose and the line five purpose is about the voice. And so it's like using my voice is very important. And so I have leaned into just kind of bringing out a lot more of my line five shocking things that I say, line five, 51 shocking things. So like, uh, you know, some of the uh, like in my course, uh, Quantum Realism, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, there's no secret to business. Like, stop looking for the secret. You're literally shooting yourself in the foot if you're looking for a secret. So just being very practical and very, you know, kind of like, no fucking secret. You got to work, bro. Like that kind of energy, not bro energy, but like a little bit bro energy, a little bit of Gary V energy there, I think is how I, is how I use it. But to the last thing, just about the, the undefined ego as a whole, the way that I like to play with sales there and like in the business world is I'm, uh, here's how, I, here's actually how I look at undefined centers, undefined centers, focus, uh, focus, uh, function like reflectors, which means the signature of each of your undefined centers is surprise and delight. And so I am going to be surprised and delighted by how many sales I make and how, and how the universe shows me how worthy I am. I'm going to be surprised and delighted by the direction I take right with my undefined G. And so surprise and delight when it comes to sales and like worthiness and like money and manifestation is like the biggest thing that I uh, lean into. I'm just loving everything that you're saying right now because I, I can relate to it in so many ways in the sense like my ego center is completely undefined and there's nothing reaching for it so it's like right you know just the way that you you said that so empoweringly how it's like hey every time I do a launch every time I sell it's gonna look different like this is like you really play with that and I really love what you said too about the undefined centers being reflective because I I can totally relate to that I notice it the most yeah. in my throat center if someone is if somebody with the throat center defined is out of alignment, I have a really hard time communicating with them. It's like, I can't connect mm. with them because I'm reflecting they're out of alignment. So it's really, it's really interesting. You know, I think that initially I really do focus on like the shadows of the undefined centers and how you can integrate that and leverage that, that, that comes through a lot in my speaking. Cause I only have two centers defined. So obviously I'm a little yeah. bit biased, but <laughs> I also think that that was, you know, from what I've learned, the early days of human design, like it was all about the definition, because that's where you're consistent and so on. But there's actually so much magic in having 
undefined centers. And the, you just so perfectly shared that even with your innocence of like, I could just see the blend of like innocence and shocking, like this is how we're going to do sales. <laughs> yes. Like that was so good. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. And it's interesting because if you looked at my chart, you'd kind of be like, this is a bit of a contradiction. Like my, like my incarnation cross is like very intensely about like leadership. And then like line five is like leadership, but then the shadow of my motivation is leadership. So like, I don't need, I don't actually want to be a leader when it comes to my motivation that would pull me strongly out of alignment. And so it's been really fun. Like, like no chart is a contradiction. Like when you look at it and then you actually live it and like, you know, be it <laughs> in life, then you see how it all like comes together. And so, yeah, I say really shocking things. My, my incarnation cross is a right angle cross of penetration. It's like the most, one of the most like intensely sounding incarnation crosses, you know, and like I have so much energy in like 54 and Capricorn and whatever, but it's all playful. It's all fun. It's all a video game. You know what I mean? It's all a manifesting generator. Like, whatever lightning in a bottle fun you know energy so yeah it's been a fun it's been fun to like blend this out and and if you're listening and you're like how do I do this with my chart bro it takes time to like really contemplate this stuff (laughs) so give yourself permission and like time and grace like I didn't have this level of understanding of my chart you know when I first started like of course you don't you know even a year in, I didn't have this level of understanding of my charts so just have fun with it again here's my innocence motivation coming through just have fun (laughs) it's fun oh so good (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. I loved our conversation today and I wish we had more time to chat, but that just means I get to invite you on for a second episode because I think- Hell yeah, you do. It would be so good. (laughs) These are the kinds of conversations I love having. And I know that, you know, I definitely started out with like, this is what human design is and like talked about the things so that my listeners could get an idea. But now it's like, we're just going to have very like insightful conversations. This is not human design 101. Like every episode you listen to somebody's going to share their experience they're going to talk about how they embody their work like it's just I think this is a more inclusive way of teaching human design is really through the embodiment work not just like this is what this gate means and this is this channel and so on because it just there's so much fluidity you can't box it in right well, that's very much our line three vocations, which is how do you actually apply it? And the only way that you can learn how to apply human design is seeing real people apply it. So yes, I'm fully with you backing all of that because that's exactly the way that I teach human design as well. It's like, we need to see a real example, y'all. I remember being and the first time I ran it and she was like, do you guys have any feedback? And I was like, can you give me some examples? Like, I need to see how this functions. And then a lot of her modules after that were like her talking through her own, like, you know, processing of things. And I was like, thank God, now I understand it. And actually she's also a line three vocation as well. But I was like, I need examples, bro. So yes, yeah. thank you so much for having me. I'd love to be back on. I will, uh, we can have more time next time too, because uh, I totally. could talk about this for a very long time. But yeah, it's been super fun. Yes. Can you please let our listeners, actually, before I do that, I always ask this question at the end. Yes. What is a intuitive wisdom nugget that you just want to share with our listeners before we wrap up the show here? Hmm. The thing, the thing, there's like two things that, that, that are coming up. One of them is like, don't take anything so seriously. So motivation, innocence, motivation coming through again. There's something, there's a delicate line between like taking yourself seriously in the sense that you show up for yourself and you show up for the things that you want to do and you show up for your studies of human design if you're interested in that kind of stuff, but it doesn't have a life or death stake right? That's when you take things too seriously. So just let it be fun, but, but show up for yourself is kind of the the vibe. And then the other side that was kind of coming up is like, just 
the feeling of possibility, you know, and the fact that I'm like sitting here with you and like, you're inviting me on a podcast episode. Like these are things that I used to like really dream about, you know, and the fact that I'm like saying my podcast is coming soon and things like that, that that's real is like really wild. And so I know that maybe if you're listening to this now and you have a dream and you don't think that it's possible, it actually is because you're having the dream. And so just know that I believe in you and yeah. And you got this. Just don't take it too seriously. Have fun with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. And it was such a joy to have you on. You guys, just so the listeners know, like this is the first time that Rhea and I have really chatted. I just like slid into her DMs, like really cheeky one day. She like, <laughs> I was going through her stories and she's like, said something about responding to the story. And I responded to her story and I was like, how about this for a response? Do you want to be on my podcast channel? <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. Here we are. One chat yeah. later. <laughs> so oh, I love it. I'm glad so you did. <laughs> yeah. Can you just tell our listeners your Instagram handle where they can find you, your podcast channel that's coming out soon so they can watch out for that as well? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me and everything that I do on Instagram at by Maria Henning. So B-Y and then my name, Maria Henning, because everything that I create is by Maria Henning. So that's where you can find me. And my podcast is coming out soon. It'll be um, hopefully out in the next couple of months, like today is, uh, February. So hopefully around like March or April, you'll be able to find me there. And if you're following me on Instagram, then you will know when it comes out. So yeah, just find me on Instagram, send me a DM, tell me you find, found me from Kayla's podcast and I will know you and say hi and we can have a chat. So yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kayla. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in today. Please make sure that you subscribe to the channel. If you can take a moment to leave a review or give five stars if you're on Spotify, that'd be awesome. And obviously, if you listen to this and you share it in your stories, tag both of us so we can be excited with you. So thank you so much Heck for listening. Yeah. Yes, and I'll chat with you in the next episode.